Support comes from the San Juan Islands. Spring in the San Juans can provide time to slow down and savor the scenery of quiet beaches, hiking, biking, and whale watching on Lopez, Orcas, and San Juan Island and Friday Harbor. Learn more at visitsanjuans.com. Set your mind to island time. Good evening. Paige Browning here from the KUOW Newsroom, and this is Seattle Now. Today's our first day bringing you an evening episode. Hi, and welcome. And thanks for checking out the newly redesigned Seattle Now. Kick back and we'll bring you all the local news you need to know each weekday evening. Coming up, our feature story today. There's such a dire need for special education teachers in Washington that the union is starting to train people. Reporter Sammy West will tell us all about it. But first, here are today's top stories. It's Tuesday, February 20th. Seattle Mayor Bruce Harrell focused on homelessness and housing in his annual State of the City speech today. He touted that the number of tents and RVs in Seattle, a.k.a. visible homelessness, has decreased by about half since his first year as mayor. The speech is typically used to talk about accomplishments, and Harrell kept with that trend. He took credit for adding more affordable rental housing. We are making the largest investments in affordable housing in our city's history. 1,400 units opened last year, and another 7,600, 7,600 are in the pipeline. Harold didn't announce any major new policy initiatives, but the mayor said in the next two weeks he'll release an update to the city's long-term growth plans, which will include prioritizing more dense housing that's close to transit and other services. A couple other notes to take away from his annual city speech. Crime is down overall in Seattle by 7%. But some crimes, including homicides, have increased in the last year. On the climate, Harrell says to expect some action this year on ways to reduce household emissions. And for men's basketball fans, he says he's doing whatever it takes to bring back the Supersonics. Harrell's now halfway through his first term. Members of the Japanese-American community continue their week of protests and other action in Seattle today with a very clear message. Stop detaining immigrants in King County. At a press conference outside King County International Airport this morning in Georgetown, they called for an end to deportation flights there. They also want the company that provides those flights to end its partnership with the Northwest Detention Center in Tacoma. Michael Ishii is with Suru for Solidarity. He says the actions are to honor the anniversary of Executive Order 9066, which forced Japanese Americans into camps during World War II. In 1942, when my mother, who was 10 years old, was sent to the Piao Fairgrounds for incarceration and then onto the Minidoka concentration camp, nobody went into the streets. And so... It's very important for us as Japanese Americans to really hold the ethos that we will be the neighbors and the citizens that we needed to take action during World War II um, when the country disappeared us from our homes, our jobs, our farms. Saru for Solidarity and an immigration advocacy group are also calling for the closure of the Northwest Detention Center, the ICE facility in Tacoma. (music) 
woman is recovering from a cougar attack over the weekend. She was cycling with a group, and five of them were attacked by one or two cougars. It happened Saturday afternoon near Fall City in eastern King County, biking along Tokul Creek. A 60-year-old woman was hospitalized with non-life-threatening injuries, according to the Washington Department of Fish and Wildlife. Officers later euthanized one young male cougar. Cougar attacks are very rare in Washington, but there have been two fatal attacks in the last 100 years. Reminders, if you ever see one, do not run. Cougars will chase, face it, try to appear as large as possible, and leave it an escape route. The clock's ticking for the Washington legislative session, and now Governor Jay Inslee's making requests. He wants them to spend more money to address problems with the ferry system, because unpredictable ferries means unpredictable business. Joshua McNichols has the story. Cheryl Lubert makes pear cider at Nashi Orchards on Vashon Island. She says many workers in her community live off-island because there's very little affordable housing on Vashon. When a ferry run was canceled recently, her production guy couldn't get home. So guess where he had to sleep? Our house. Then there's the people who deliver her glass bottles. The ferries are so difficult sometimes that people won't even deliver here. Ferry runs get canceled when crew members call in sick. So the governor requested money from the legislature to put extra crew members on every boat. Critics of this approach say the ferry service needs to get its costs under control. The legislature is expected to unveil its proposed transportation budget this week. Joshua McNichols, KUOW News. For more on ferries and to hear about some solutions, subscribe to KUOW's economy podcast, Booming. This Wednesday's episode has plenty for fairy lovers. People affected by two huge wildfires in Washington last summer are now eligible for federal relief. The Biden administration announced today that helps going out to victims of the Gray Fire and Oregon Road Fire, both in Spokane County. The fires killed two people and also destroyed hundreds of homes. Governor Inslee says the fires torched more homes than any other fire in state history. The federal assistance includes temporary housing, home repairs, and some low-cost loans. Major sources of state funding are at risk of going away in Washington under a series of voter initiatives. And Jeannie Lindsay explains, as lawmakers propose updates to the state's budget, some projects could hang in the balance. Washington voters have some big decisions this year, among them whether or not to undo the state's Climate Commitment Act, or CCA. Under new budget proposals in the legislature, some projects funded through the climate law are planned for 2025. But if that funding goes away, Democrats say there won't be money to cover the gap. The funding will lapse and and, and will not continue if the CCA is repealed. That's Representative Joe Fitzgibbon. He says the projects that could be at risk under the House proposal include efforts to reduce air pollution around the Seattle-Tacoma airport, some wildfire prevention, and electric bill rebates for low-income households. I'm Jeannie Lindsay in Olympia. The security camera company Wise says it's adding some new security features to make sure a recent mishap doesn't happen again. GeekWire reports that on Friday, a security issue at WISE caused more than 13,000 customers to receive thumbnail images from other people's cameras. 
About 1,500 people clicked to open it, some seeing a camera that wasn't theirs. Wise, based in Kirkland, says it happened after an outage at Amazon Web Services, AWS. It dealt with a similar security incident last September. Now, our feature story today. The most difficult teaching positions to fill across the U.S. are in special education. Burnout is common, and the teacher pipeline isn't keeping up. Fed up with these persistent shortages, unionized teachers are trying a new approach. Sammy West has the story. The school day is off to a musical start in a classroom at Picnic Point Elementary in Mukilteo. Joshua Wisnubroto leads his class in a rousing rendition of the space song. The class includes six kindergartners and first graders with autism. Another teacher is in the room to help mentor him. Wisnubroto is one of 16 future educators participating in a new teacher training program. It's a fast track to the education profession instead of the traditional four-year degree. This one-year program allows people with any bachelor's degree to become a special education teacher. Then, the main focus is to get new teachers like Wisnubroto hands-on experience. It's one thing to learn from books, right? But it's another thing to learn and have on-job experience right away on the spot. I don't take that for granted at all. This student teaching Wisnubroto is doing is typically unpaid, but a big difference with this new program is that it pays a minimum salary of $35,000, plus benefits. Wisnubroto has been working as a paraeducator and substitute teacher in Mukilteo, and he's always wanted to move up to being a certified teacher. But it was tough to find the money or the time. I would struggle. I'm sure I'll figure a way out, but I am very lucky. There's not a lot of programs like this. Some colleges have created similar grow-your-own-teacher residencies to boost the local pipeline. But this one is believed to be the first of its kind created by a teacher's union. It grew out of the Washington Education Association, a union that represents most of the state's teachers. Teachers behind it say they've seen how the shortages can hurt their students. Kimber Wilkerson saw this firsthand when she taught special education in Seattle. You might not be able to spend as much time with an individual student or just spending the time sort of observing them in their classrooms to make sure that your interventions are going well. Wilkerson now trains special education teachers as a professor at the University of Wisconsin. She says this workforce shortage has always been a problem. It goes all the way back to when special education became its own program in the 70s, after new laws mandated public education for all children with disabilities. Although it's an incredibly rewarding job, Wilkerson says much of the problem is burnout, especially when teachers have to cover for vacancies. I think a lot of special educators really enjoy getting to focus on individual students and really make a difference for them and get to know their families and get to know the kids' strengths and the more spread thin you are, you sort of lose that part of the job. Jerry Summers helped design Washington's new residency program and is also a mentor. She says the hope is not just to keep teachers in the profession, but to keep them here in local public schools. Residents like Wisnubroto have committed to teaching at least three years in the district where they do their residency, so their mentors won't be far away, even after the residency is over. Hopefully this program can really just reinvent our way of looking at how do we prepare our teachers so that when they start on day one, they're ready. 
After helping more teachers come through the door, Summers is warming up to the idea of retirement. Because I know when I retire, I am leaving this to special ed teachers who want to be here, who are ready to be here, and just love, love, love kids. Next year, the training program will expand to six more Washington school districts. Sammy West, KUOW News. Coming up tomorrow morning on Seattle Now, Washington's Republican women and how they're navigating the upcoming presidential primary. I think that would be hilarious if the Republicans elected the first woman. Patricia Murphy will host that conversation right here tomorrow. And that's a wrap from the KUOW newsroom in Seattle. Our producer is Andy Hurst. Matt Jorgensen does our theme music. And I'm Paige Browning. Seattle Now and KUOW are members of the NPR Network. Thrilled to be here with you each weekday. Until next time, see ya. At a time when information continues to come at us faster and faster, sometimes you need to hit pause and rewind. NPR's Throughline takes you back in time to the source of the news stories filling your feed. Find NPR's Throughline wherever you get your podcasts.